little bit about um, the HOPE Project, which I am uh, the chair of. And um, so I wanted to first let you know that um, I didn't have much literature with me this time, but I brought some, some literature on the annual report, some of the programs that we're doing at the HOPE Project, and also some of the vocational training that we offer in the HOPE, and also the last newsletter. There's not enough to pass out to everybody, but I'm going to leave them on the table over there. And uh, you're welcome to go over and read them, take a look at them, and if there's any questions, you can find me during the course of the day, and I'll be happy to talk with you. Uh, in February, I just completed my first year as being the chair of the HOPE Project. It was very exciting and challenging and um, also inspiring and rewarding. And uh, on top of that, it was uh, scary and joyful. And um, the HOPE Project, um, everybody here is familiar with the HOPE Project? Yes, good. So, uh, okay, let me just give you a brief description of a few programs of what is the HOPE Project. The HOPE Project is a medical center, and it offers, it has several doctors, it offers prenatal care, uh, AIDS, um, working with AIDS, uh, working with um, a medical mobile unit that goes into the poorest of neighborhoods all around Delhi. And uh, there's also a vocational program that uh, offers uh, training in uh, um, catering, baking, um, sewing, uh, jewelry, um, driving lessons, um, and it also is a school that runs uh, three basic programs. Uh, a regular school program from 9 to 2.30, and from 2.30, 3 o'clock to about 5.30, a tutoring program, uh, volunteers from local colleges, teachers from around the world, and other teachers from the neighborhood uh, offer tutoring in all subjects. And then from about 6 o'clock to about 9.30 is where all the homeless kids can come and get some food and have a place to sleep and also get some tutoring on possibly teaching some English so that they might be able to find some jobs to um, break the cycle of poverty. They are a very... Right now, there's 700, uh, the, the number that, that, uh, that we're serving changes because homeless kids don't always come. Kids who need tutoring don't always come, but the average is around 725 kids um, is what we're serving most of the time. Um, how did it begin? How did it begin? Well, it began... Uh, just briefly, uh, it began with the effort of Pir Vilayat in 1975, and it started with uh, an idea of being of service to orphan children. And as people got involved with that program, it grew to become really a center and a community of service to the children of the community and also to single moms of the community and really, uh, really brings hope and exploration and possibility to uh, a lot of the females and women of the community. Uh, it creates a lot of opportunities. 
uh, one of the goals of the HOPE Project is, and, and all the services that we provide, is to create independence and not dependence on the HOPE Project. So we're always trying to find ways to develop new businesses. Uh, we have a micro-lending program that Michigan State University helps us with that um, uh, after six years, we have 100% return on it. That means nobody ever misses their payment, and whatever loan they've gotten, it's all either come back or it's in the process of coming back. And we're also uh, assisting people to come together with their loans and creating business. And uh, we're training them to uh, develop a jewelry business of their own. So we offer those kinds of trainings. Um, but uh, the main thing I wanted to say also, because a lot of that you can read, and I, I, I'd like to take more time to talk to you more about specific programs. Uh, but we're, we're starting uh, Friends of Hope which is trying to get a, a variety of groups throughout the country to come together and really support a particular project at the HOPE Project. And that might be sponsoring a child um, uh, through school. It might be uh, offering and developing um, uh, some craft and some skills to kids who are orphans. Uh, it might be uh, coming in and uh, providing an exchange program with schools from the United States or even Europe with India. Uh, it could be anything, but it's to bring groups of people in, in a variety of states to come together and brainstorm, find out if there's a project that you can get inspired by, and then follow it through and have the project help you and see how, what impact you're making. Um, but the thing I wanted to share with you is uh, a little bit of the nuts and bolts, which is, uh, for me, it's uh, the whole project is a community of people who have been inspired and uh, who have opened their hearts to be of service because they're not there for money. They're not making a lot of money, I'll tell you that right now. And But what they're doing is they really care about this community. And many of the teachers, 40, 40 teachers and aides, and many of them have come up through the community. Uh, there's uh, people have come from around the world to live there. It's another part of the community. And uh, people who are inspired by the work have come together. And this is um, a very challenging group of people because there's the community, uh, the community that is um, working with that community, uh, the community that's around India supporting that community and the community around the world that's supporting that community. So there's a real international uh, model here for people working together through inspiration and through a heart opening of being of service. And uh, what's also wonderful is watching kids go through this program, especially girls, who come back and actually teach at the school. So you have people here who, who started when there was no money and have been there for 15, 20, 25 years. And some people who, who came up through the school and also became a teacher, but also became part of the administration. So it's not just a um, professional setting. It is a real live, living and breathing community. Um, that has its challenges all the time. I mean, 
We all know that uh, last year uh, the Madoff scam took about two-thirds of the endowment, and um, the interest from that endowment was really 25% of the yearly budget. The yearly budget is 200000 so when you take 25% of that yearly income, uh, it, it makes an enormous impact on the school. And whatever programs are going on in the school sometimes takes many years to develop. This is a process, uh, the school is such a model for how to humbly and respectfully and lovingly bring new ideas to a community and develop the resilience of trust because it's not uh, having an international community be part of the project is not easily trusted by the community. So uh, unless it is humble uh, and patient and um, uh, you, uh, India's problems are vast, they're mind-boggling. And if you go there with some idea of being of service that includes fixing anything, <laughs> it's going to be very, very difficult for you. And, uh, and also, that, even though we all know that that comes out of your own inspiration to want to help and do something and get in there and make something happen, uh, on the receiving end, it feels disrespectful. It feels uh, judgmental. Uh, it feels, it creates a field of separation. So um, it really, uh, the goal uh, as a chair, uh, working with an international and local board, which is one board, there's just a, an international piece to it and a local piece to it, is to uh, really sustain the message and the values of Anayat Khan while we deal with all the challenges that we have and really work with uh, a breathing, uh, lively uh, field of harmony, which is very, very challenging. And, um, and also at the same time have uh, a community of teachers who all look at authority in such unique and different ways and look at their station in life in unique and different ways. So um, creating opportunity uh, has to be done so creatively and so patiently, it feels like it was their idea in the first place. And so that takes a lot of time. So sometimes, you know, a project gets started, started at the Hope Project and really, you don't really see anything happening. A lot of energy is going out. A lot of communication is going out. But nothing is actually happening that you can put your fingers on because it takes a lot of time and things in India operate very slowly um, in certain ways. Um, after um, the Bernie Madoff thing happened, one of the most difficult challenges for us was to uh, lower the budget from 200000 now by 50000 And that took a lot of time and work and a lot of uh, inclusiveness with the whole staff because they couldn't get their raises. And right now in India, um, um, 
the cost of living is going up. The middle class is growing very rapidly and the cost of living is going up. So uh, we've been in a position to uh, try to freeze uh, uh, wages and um, and uh, and the only way we could do that is to really talk to each teacher individually to explain this situation which took uh, a long time but um, but the thing I, I, I just want to keep reminding everybody that as they think about donating to this school that uh, that your money goes a long way and if money is not what you want to give because you're unable um, is is really your energy uh, just sending energy out there just uh, uh, talking to people about it uh, we're making a film a, a short a film about uh, what the project looks like right now and um, and we're trying to expand fundraising so that it's not just the Sufi orders that contribute to it um, but there's a wider population that knows about uh, so you'll be hearing about this, and you'll be hearing about the Friends of Hope. Richie, just one thing, because I know some people here indicated they didn't know about it. And, you know, you said a community, but where is it? What's the relationship to Hussar Nine County? Okay, um, uh, the Hope Project is literally two doors, three doors down from Hazrat Anayat Khan's Darga. And there's a building there. It's three stories, and it's in the, uh, the Basti Nizamuddin. That's the neighborhood. And um, the school uh, was focused on just the children and families of the Nizamuddin, but it is now expanding to a little, a little bit more global, and, and it's entering other neighborhoods. And the government is right now put, pouring a lot of money into the neighborhood because of the Commonwealth Games that are coming on the 10th. So sewer systems are being fixed. A lot of buildings are being repaired. and uh, But... You know, another, uh, uh, another problem that we're trying to solve now is uh, a, a portion of the Nizamuddin neighborhood was razed to the ground so that the Commonwealth Games wouldn't see the slum of the Basti. So these people have been put out uh, in the suburbs three and four hours away. And there's no medical. Some of the roads, uh, our medical unit can't make it to those areas. So we have to buy a smaller medical unit. And uh, this is one of our new projects because we want to stay in connection with them. Um, uh, my time is up, but my, my mind is, I, I want to cover about 100 things with you, and I'm jumping all over the place. I hope you have a picture uh, of the whole project a, a little bit more expanded. Uh, and anybody who wants to ask me any questions about this, I'll be available afterwards, okay? Thank you. How can people, just tell us clearly, right now, if people want to donate, how can they donate? Right now, get a bowl out. I can put a bowl out. I will put a Hope Project bowl out, <laughs> and you can donate to that. Yeah. Is there a website? Yes. It's no. hopeprojectindia.org. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, this, is some, this is some of the embroidery that is sold at the Hope Project that funds one of our... Yeah, and one of our programs, so...